are listening to Dealing with the Germans. My name is Anders. And I'm Philip. What are we talking about today, Philip? We're talking about um, German, a little bit more on, on, on German work culture, but, but, but seen from a different view. From the employee, previously. right? We're talking about different types of employee um, positions. Yeah. Or are they posi- not positions like in a company, but like different categories of employees. Yes. So, so uh, let's let's start with that. The the, the whole um, education, um, the, the way you, you educations are built in, in in Germany, and how that can be a way into your your, your further career. So, what what, what what where should we start, Philip? I think it'll be good to share with our audience, um, sort of like the three, right? There's three main, sort of three traditional ways. Yeah, there's three avenues of employ towards employment. There's yes. the classical, you know, going through uh, school, and the school system is a little bit set up a little bit different here than I I know it's in the states. I don't know how it is differently in Denmark than it is here in Germany, because we yeah, had it, mentioned it's before. Different, it's, oh, yeah. it's I know that in America we're pretty much done with school at 18. Uh, here mm-hmm. they're done at 18, no 16. Uh, unless you qualify to go on to sort of like a higher learning school. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, the thing about that, this is very important actually. But that when when you enter that, go go down that um, way. In, in Germany, the gymnasium starts already, at least here in southern Germany, starts already at fifth grade. So where in Denmark it starts after tenth grade, um, but but already. When the kid is about ten years old, you you actually have to decide: yeah. is it going to be the academic way or more like practical, not so heavily uh, academical ac- academic way? You can you can still switch later on, but but um, so nothing um, nothing is nothing is impossible. Uh, you you can combine the ways of of of. Of education, but initially you will have to decide already at the age of ten whether your kid goes the the, the more uh, academic way or not. Right. So that's and that, that thing, like you said, that leads into gymnasium schule, uh, which is yeah, a, it's not a hundred percent like high school, but it's something that's mm-hmm. closer to high school from what I've understood. Because yes. I know there's different yeah. schools, um, and then also it also has to do with the trade, right? Like depending on what uh, subject matter you're going into, the school will be different. Um, yes, you know that's correct. Because I know that like um, the arts versus the sciences are are still two separate paths here in in in, in America. Sorry. Yeah. There are two paths here, here in, in Germany. Germany. Yeah, but yeah, um, that's true. The yeah. So but then so that's one way, and then the other two, which I think most people want to come. I think also. If there's younger um, audiences who are contemplating studying abroad, um, you can also do what is called an Ausbildung, which is sort of like mm-hmm. educational training, and this is yes. typically two to three years vocational training. So there's it's like going to school, but you have um, I, I don't want to call it an apprenticeship because it's not the same. It's it's work work experience, but it's not an apprenticeship yeah. because an apprenticeship is. It's similar to it, but I guess it's also kind of like um, 
this is where it gets a little weird because the practicum, which is the third way that I would share with the audience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it's sort of like an internship, but it's yes. also more of like an experience thing, right? Yeah. So if you yes. have so the the number two solution you mentioned is more for like. Um, if you want to be a, a craftsman, in, in this, if you want to be like a carpenter or or a mechanic or something, is that what you mean? That's the yeah, second option, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I still, I, I also feel like, well, I want to say that I've kind of understood it that even if you go to university, you can still come out of that and do a practicum with a company that you could potentially be working with, right? Because oh, it, yes. it's not so much yeah. about learning the craft, but it's more about like assessing your ability to work with them. I think it's sort of like that, right? Yes. Because true. I mean, obviously there's like, um, probe site, right? Like, um, this is time that you're sort of like under valuation, um, probation period. Yeah. That's, um, that's usually six months in Germany. Yeah. Right. And and it usually comes in the contract. Like when you get an, an employment contract, you'll usually have those terms. Yes. Um, but the good thing is that I want to say like two to three years, or I say three years. After three years, typically, especially if you're like in a big company, um, they those those contracts. Uh, so you'll have your six months of of your probational period, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. two to three years later, you can get sort of like an ongoing contract, which is sort of like a lifetime contract. They expect you to work for them, you know, until you retire. Yeah. But, Exactly, but, but obviously that's with a, a large company, a major, uh, you know, probably like five hundred employees or more. Yeah, yeah, it could be like a BMW or or Audi or some big, big factory, um, big industry, and and yeah, you can sort of have your whole life of working life. You can you can sort of stay there and obviously develop over the years and have more and more responsibility. But you but you start with yeah with something smaller obviously yeah and i think that that's sort of like so once you've gone through that period what we want to talk about today is sort of what happens after that because i think there is there are some value more valued employees versus other value versus other employees some valued employees and i and i would sort of explain it like how we do it in hollywood um and this is kind of it's kind of rude, but it's to say that there's above the line and below the line. And there's kind of like, um, I mean, this is a business thing, right? There's people who are above the line and people who are below the line. And usually people who are below the line are are um, easily to replace, even though they end mm-hmm. up being, you know, the people who are really like the, they're moving the gears, you know, uh, above the line. So they're usually valuable, people who are, valuable to the whole production and they make right. things work, Right. <laughs> right. Whereas the above the line people are the people who are making the decisions and may or may not have a connection to what's going on, you know, in the front lines or in the, you know, the bottom of the, of the, of the organizational structure where, like you said, it's where all the work is happening, especially when it comes to like manufacturing, you know. Yeah. In, in Germany, you call that those people below the line, they call the, the Fußvolk, the, 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 the the people on the floor. Oh, Fußvolk. uh, (laughs) <laughs> but foos yeah. from feet or foos from just floor? Yeah, just yeah. The the, the lowest in the in, in the hierarchy. Yeah, they don't make any decisions. Um, they just they are expected to do what they're told, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and then to yeah. maintain the production line going, I think. 
Yeah, uh, they are allowed to take pride in their job, though, but they, they don't make any decisions. Yeah, because I think that it, even though it might seem like there is a separation, like a harsh line of separation, I think that, like you said, those employees, those workers, they have a great deal of pride and they end up enjoying it. I mean, don't get us wrong. Some of these companies will give you 13 um 13 paychecks right like if you're working month to month some of them not so many right now but especially like big ones they'll will give you an additional paycheck for christmas this is kind of mm -hmm. like a vacation uh, money right mm -hmm. um so it's even though you're like in a different you know in a different level of inside the organization you still get treated well but the other phenomenon yeah, yeah. and i know that uh i was reading this recently what's really been growing in the german market is this mini jobs Can you tell us mm -hmm. what a mini job is? A mini job is typically, um, <clears throat> it's also on the lower level. Uh, it's part-time. And I think uh, most commonly it's, it's maximum 10 hours a week. So a total of approximately 40, 45 hours a month, depending on, on how long the month is. And you get paid 450 euros um, tax-free. I mean, you don't. I, I don't think you're supposed to pay taxes on those 450 euros. No. I will have to look that up, but that's what you get, and and you sort of spread out uh, a maximum of 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 10 hours a week for that money. And my understanding with the mini jobs is that it sort of started for um, to to employ like um, like well people. Um, sorry, specifically like mothers, right? Who yeah. don't have the time to be a full-time employee, but they can obviously go yeah. in. And because of mini jobs, I've seen them in two places. In the food and restaurant um Oh, yeah. Quite, place, quite popular there, yes. Because obviously bartenders and, um, yeah. and not only bartenders, but uh, waitresses and waiters and, yes. and cooks. That's, don't get into that. That's but where also you see... in the bigger companies where it's like a... Um, at the warehouse, you know, so if it's, if you're just coming into shelf, like you could do a couple of hours of shelving or warehouse work and then you end up, you know, coming out, like you said, 450 bucks at the end of the month. It's not mm -hmm. so much, but it's, um, you know, it's, it goes a long way. And mini jobs can also be a little complex because you can have multiple mini jobs as long as the amount of hours per month and the total amount of earnings Are, they're capped, and I think this is because yeah. of, of the regulations, right? Yeah, it's it has to do with um, for a mini job, the the company uh, will not provide you with uh, um, medical insurance, right? And, and and those kind of things, so they don't have the same responsibility. And they, I, I don't know, depending on also the the corporate structure and the corporate policies, but I, I think that they can actually. Um, They can actually uh, fire you from one day to the next. I, I don't think you have. Oh, you any, mean for uh, specifically for the notice? Um, yeah, I, w I wouldn't know. I think it would be it would be a case in case uh, scenario depending on the company. Yes. Um, obviously, I obviously, think a bigger company obviously. wouldn't just do that. But uh, yeah, if you're no. if you're a waiter waiter and you have a mini job, they might just say, "Yeah, don't come back." Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's um, from a legislation point of view. I don't think they're obliged to. They, they don't have any obligation to to to. Um, to give you any notice um obviously the bigger companies um, will do but i think the biggest contrast too is it's the lack of uh unionization uh, 
yeah uni cessation i can't say yeah of, of the unions right because people who yeah. are under this mini jobs don't belong to unions whereas full-time employees that are been working for a company especially like in the big manufacturing sectors they have and uh, those those unions have an influence on their on their contracts on their employment oh yes particularly in germany and also you 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 will probably if you um, are familiar with with french um union culture they, they in germany and france they have some of the strongest union cultures in the world and they they, they you know the, the the workers they stand united and um sometimes uh th this is a whole political uh, debate and we will not get into that but but the unions are often criticized for making it for for, for raising production costs in companies because right. they have to they have to be, the, the overall cost of of having employees um tend to raise when 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 they when there's a strong union culture so so um so sometimes, for instance, in recent years, Lufthansa, um, the, the, the German national um, airline, they have had huge issues. They're profitable now again, That's right. but at, at, at some point, a lot it, of it was a problem. Right? Yeah, it was a problem for, for Lufthansa because their, their, their air crew, their pilots and the air hostesses and, and, and stewardesses, they had so beneficial deals contracts that first of all they were impossible to fire they they had they had wages that were sky high yeah. and they 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 worked few hours for that high wage so so they they were very very expensive employees and if you have a right. a company where you have many very expensive employees that that can actually be the end of a company so particularly in in the in the airline industry where where the competition now has come and in and particularly in Europe it, it, the the competition is, is vicious and if you're not agile and if if, if you don't have that 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 maneuverability in the company, you you you're going to be wiped out. So yeah. so that was a problem for for for, for Lufthansa um, because of a very strong union culture. So um, yeah, that 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 is that that's a whole topic for discussion on an episode here. <laughs> uh, strong work culture here in in, in Germany. Some of the automo automobile. Uh, um, um, Companies they have had the same similar issues with people who'd been 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 employed for for decades and they were impossible to get rid of, in spite of the fact that they were not really beneficial to the company. So so, but the company couldn't fire them. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's important to know most companies, right? If you're looking for employment abroad, uh, most German companies they're going to want either a level B or a level C uh, of German language. You know, yeah. I'm still on level A. This is the very first one, so I'm on the second part of the second one. So I'm looking forward to getting into the second part. But this is something that you should uh, take into consideration. And a lot of those mini jobs, they won't, they don't give you the the um, the opportunity to to take um, you know to get sponsorship for a visa or you know for a residency here, and no. they don't um, you know. Although I think it's it's probably what I think most people would look for if if you come to Germany to study, you know the language so that you can you know move on there, 
a mini yeah. dog. You know, I think maybe it'll be uh, a way to do it. Here in Bavaria, I think it might be different. The experience might be different. Uh, you live in a bigger city than I do. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's more possible to find a mini job as a server in uh, somewhere in in a more you know cosmopolitan city, Hamburg, yeah. Berlin. Um, yeah. But I think even then you will have you know I think it has to do with the with the with the network that you have because I know there's a guy yeah. here in Nuremberg. Uh, he's an American. Um, has a taco stand, um, not a taco stand, a restaurant, a Mexican food restaurant. They make good, delicious mm-hmm. tacos. Crazy Nates. Um, they also offer mini jobs, but uh, their yeah. staff is mostly um, also foreigners. But I think it's also because of the network. You know, there's people that they know. Um, so I think the possibility is there. But just be aware that, especially if you want to make like a big um, transition into the German marketplace, most of these companies they'll they'll require you know a higher level of German understanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly if you if you're going to um, you know wait on 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 customers like like you know paying customers in your restaurant or cafe or even a bakery yeah. shop or what, I mean you're expected to have a, a certain degree on of German language uh, skills. And the numbers um, but, are different, so that's probably the biggest challenge too. Like <laughs> the way that you uh, yeah German numbers are they're said. Yeah, it's how would you explain it? They're backwards, right? It's yeah. They say the last yeah, exactly. index, the last digit first, and yeah, it could be. Le- it's the biggest <laughs> learning curve, I think, in the German language. It's a good point. In fact, if you if you're going um, to count uh, coins or money or or whatever and talk to people and uh, and you know able to to um, talk about price, the prices that you have on a on a menu and stuff, you you you're you're expected to get the numbers right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good valid point, because that was a, one of my struggles as well. Even though in Danish it's fairly similar, but 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 I, I tended to to actually think in American or English numbers. I don't know why I did that, but it was a struggle for me as well to learn the numbers. That's <laughs> that's absolutely right. But in general, I would say about um, mini jobs, it's also a good way for for kids to to actually get get into the habit of working in a workplace, you know, getting into yeah. what's it like working in a workplace. A lot of people in, in, in gymnasium, uh, high school, um, yeah, high school. And, and, and also when they, if they go to university, they, they will support their life with, with mini jobs or a combination of mini jobs. And so they, they will like sit in the, in, in the local supermarket for 10 hours a week um, at the, at the cash register or Whatever they do, so it's quite common to to have young people um, starting their 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 career uh, with mini jobs. Um, That's just right. To support their studies, yeah. Yeah, I know that earlier I said it was primarily decided for moms, but you're right. I there is a, a great deal of uh, young people who are working these jobs, and yeah, they're just temporarily. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what about um? So we haven't really worked in in uh, German. Uh, in the German market, but have you have you had experience um, either interviewing or having German clients? Yeah, I've I've, I've I've attended German job interviews, if that's what you mean, because I've yeah. applied for jobs here, like normal normal jobs. Um, yeah, that's that's a whole different experience because they will uh, we 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 can go down that road as well here um, because it it it's related to the whole education 
system in Germany as well. You have your your CV, um, your resume, that you even if you're applying just for for mini jobs, you're actually expected to have some kind of resume to show. Yeah. Um, and it's in German, it's called Lebenslauf, and um, it, it's kind of uh, your a resume of your life so, so far. Sort of. Yeah, I know that we've covered some of some of those topics. We covered some of this in an earlier uh, episode. episode. Yeah, three. exactly. So um, what they do is, is is that they 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 will as a as a kind of a topic for discussion for a job interview. They will have your 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 resume and then and then they, they will they will you, you can talk from there. Um, so I've had some experience with that. Yes. Um, you've ever have you ever been. Um... Have you ever been told to go to the IHAKA? The IHAKA is sort of the industrial um, agency, right? Like it's, it's a, a branch of the government or is it like a privatized? Mm -hmm. But this is the place where I've been told that I could take my American certification. So like if you go to, if you've done studies abroad or sorry, outside of Germany, you can take mm -hmm. those certificates to the IHAKA and you can get them translated and you can get them sort of like Germanized to figure out where is it that you would would yeah. fit with the German model. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those don't guarantee a, first of all, a certification, right? So, no. if, like, for say, I know that for sure my my uh, film school uh, degree would not translate here because it's a different curriculum, uh, and then it would just be a waste of money. And they're pr pretty pricey. I want to say they're about 1,000 euros yeah. for the service. Yes. They, 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 they can help you to get Germanized. Um, that's absolutely true. I haven't had any personal experience with this, but um, but I think it's more typical with like uh, I don't know, probably people in medicine and people in engineering, right? Where there's some that's sort of like where it would be very relevant. Yes, yes, that would be very yeah. relevant for for more uh, t technical jobs and, and 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 where you're expected to to yeah. Um, but I would say medical. I mean, if you're if if in the medical or if you're a doctor or or a surgeon or something i i, I don't know uh, would that be necessary <laughs> to have it germanized i don't know if you have a, a long education and you studied 10 years in medical school um, i think they would be pretty okay with that probably the, the certificates they would like to see translated but i don't yeah. think the whole they don't want it to be directly uh, kind of compared to what what it would be in Germany. I don't think so. I don't think that's... Uh, no. I should ask my doctor. My doctor's Hungarian. Um, oh, okay. But I think... I want to say he studied here. This is why he's here. Um, yeah. But, but maybe he might have some information. But yeah, I, I think we wanted though, to... I that, that it's, it's quite it's quite common for even well-educated people to start in a new workplace, particularly if you're younger, but younger with 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 a with a formal education you are in fact oftentimes required to start um in an internship and you cannot even expect to be paid i mean they will the good and and and, and decent places they will pay you like a, a minimum wage yeah but there are i've heard stories about people with university degrees university degrees from germany 
starting in private companies and they the first three months they were expected to work for free um and uh, maybe they would get some cost transportation costs bus tickets i don't know paid but that yeah, but was i want to say that that's paid through the ottawa Sajin tour because that could be it yeah yeah because yeah. i, I yeah. know uh i know about those things that um it's a matter of fact i'll be i'm uh I don't want to mention that here. Sorry, edit that out. Yeah, I think that those are primarily because <laughs> I've known that I've heard from the Arbeitsagent tour that they, if I need a bus pass or if I need something, that they will, especially if I want to do like one of these like practicums or one of these like um, probe sites, to sort of see. So it's like it's, it's not employment, but it's sort of like you said, like an internship or like in, like a, an initial um, evaluation of uh, yeah. for employment. Yeah. Yeah, and they want to, uh, yes, but yeah, I'm still shocked. Um, I don't think big companies do it, but there's still some more. I mean, I've definitely had an experience here in Germany with a um, software company. Um, and I want to say that the reason why they're doing this um, is because they're in Nuremberg and the talent pool is different. Um, okay. I know that I've looked for work in, um, you know, software engineering or software entwickler. And I, mostly what mm -hmm. I do is not software; it's a uh, it's web development. But um, yeah, I I know that the pri the initial, I think my mic just went out. But I want to no, say no, that. I hear you. But I want to say that the initial um, the initial salaries for some of these positions in Munich are ridiculously slow. Yeah. So, are ridic ridiculously low. Low. Yeah. I know that some of the. Um, I mean, and the cost of living is it's really high in, in Munich. I mean, you live in Munich. Yeah. Um, especially for, well, I mean, for me, it's not a good fit because, you know, obviously I'm married and I have kids. But I think they target uh, younger individuals. And so they're still yeah. sort of like this. I mean, I've noticed this, right? I've noticed it with this German uh, company that I, I that I talked to up here in, in Nuremberg and with the employment opportunities that I've sought out in Munich, they want to sort of lowball and they want to pay the least amount of money. And this is software yes. engineers. So, like, I get yeah. it. Like, even if you – I mean, I'm a self-taught individual, so it's a little bit harder for me to get through. But, I mean, people have gone through uh, computer science degrees um, here in Germany. You know, they, they get out of that school, and then they are not getting paid a competitive rate to, like, yeah. somebody who would get – you know, to a bigger city. Like I know in Berlin, it's it's a different world, but still, again, if you're if you want to get a footing into that world, you, you might be out of luck if you're you know experienced and older. I think they're looking yeah. for younger people, and it's not. I mean, I want to say it's not a hundred percent an exploitative thing. You know, it could be like um, you know a cost valuing thing, but I I think it extends from greed at one point or another. So you also have to be careful. I think it would be good to yeah, sort of but, but, mention that to people. You, you they and they can get away with it. I mean, Munich, as you as you say, is a big city. Is there are there are university, large universities here. Uh, so there's a, there's a big big pool of candidates coming out, and and they they they're willing to uh, to agree to the terms. Yeah. So it's kind of the it's kind of the norm here that you just. You, well, you start with no salary, and then eventually you hope to get paid, and 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 hope to be able to to climb up the corporate ladder. In the so that 
that's the deal. That's kind of the deal that's being offered. And, and if you don't like it, well, we got a, a whole line of other people willing to agree to those terms. So that's, that's yeah. and it's not, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. From, from my personal view, it's, it's, um, it's not exactly good style either. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but, no. But it, it's well, I think it, it affects the psyche of the employee, right? Like, I know that one of the things that Germans are well known for is to take care of their employees. And maybe it's because it's a different industry. Like, maybe the industrialized world of Germany has a history of unions and has a history of taking care of their employees. Whereas this newer sort of industry of, of development you know it's it's you know people will be taking advantage of it um, yeah but yeah because i've met a group of uh of young individuals are uh, living out in munich there's three to a two-bedroom uh place yeah you know two, two and bedrooms, that's the thing not about just two the... rooms and it's just it's ridiculous and they all work for amazon which you know as engineers yeah. not as packers as engineers yeah. And no. uh, so I was a little shocked. I talked to them. Yeah, they were a little complaining about sort of their situation. But, you know, like you said, if you're willing to do it, then the company is going to go w along with it. And I think that's sort of the catch-22 of, of it all, right? The company yeah, will take the advantage flip of side it of the if you're willing yeah, yeah. to accept the terms, which is hard. There are actually um, another aspect to this because those same big companies that are, that are heavily present here in Munich, they also, in the other end, they have highly paid expats coming in yeah. from overseas or from abroad. And, and they're hauled in, 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 in huge numbers to Germany and in, in Munich, to Munich particularly. And that, because these, these international uh, companies, they, they are willing to pay the the cost of having these expats coming into Munich, which then increases the the, the housing costs. The, I mean, right. the, the, the the cost of of living, the cost, the the rental per per square meter in Munich is insanely high, and I think it's one of the fastest rising um, um, rental um, rental average in the world at the moment and people are talking about that, 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 that this cannot go on um yeah so at the at one point they have these these, these highly paid expats in one end and then the other hand the newly educated the newly the new candidates coming out of universities they don't pay well right. yet they have to live in the same city as the as the expats for an obs obscene obscene yeah, uh, rent I, so so it's I it's, actually uh, know some of those people <laughs> I over <laughs> yes. here, uh, close to Nuremberg, we have a city called Erlangen, and Erlangen is um, is Siemens town. Well, Siemens is heavily represented in Erlangen, yes. Oh, the, the whole town is Siemens. Like the campus yeah, is yeah. huge because Siemens is a huge yeah. company. But I know because I know some of those expats that are living over here. You know, they've been here almost a decade, and they are higher paying than the people that are coming out of the universities. And it's yeah. just it's it's a weird psychological thing because uh, I'm one of those people who believes that there's plenty of money in the world. It's all about the distribution of those resources. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that if the harm of underpaying an employee or undervaluing them, because it's not really, yeah, you're underpaying them, but you're also undervaluing them because then mm -hmm. you're adding on the stress of they have to now maybe share a room 
with somebody or they have to live in a in a uh, what they call a VG, right? Um, yeah. Sort of like this communal house. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's hard, especially if the individual wants to sort of feel um, like they're asserting themselves in the world, you know? Especially yeah. if you're younger. You know, it's it's I think it's a lot harder. And if you're younger and you get sort of and this is the norm for you, I think it's you're missing out or it it's affecting your trajectory, your career trajectory of, you know, you could change you could really go above and beyond, uh, you know, grow as an individual, which is something mm-hmm. else that I see common here, not just, and not so much in the States, but here in, in Germany, there are job positions for seniors, for senior yeah. uh, level developers. Um, yes. And, you know, I've mentioned this, and I know a couple of other people that I know have also mentioned and said, look, if you want a senior developer, you should... You should take them from inside the, inside the company. Like you should mm-hmm. mentor somebody. You should take somebody who's already been with you, a junior, and mentor them to become a senior. Because you don't yeah. want to hire a senior who doesn't know about your your company. That's a different lear- That's a different learning curve. You know, mm-hmm. they might have a greater experience, but they haven't worked at your organization. So no, I criticize that a lot. But I think that's where those expats are coming in. You know, I think it's yeah, because that could it's be like it, cool yeah. to have somebody from Silicon Valley come over here and yeah, take a senior position. Yeah, it would make more. It would make more sense to have an intern uh, candidate to to apply for those senior jobs because that would also be like a, um, a motivator for for people. You know, yeah. Because if, if you constantly see people just being flown in from from God knows where. Then, then it's, it can be a little. Fr- to me, it would be a little frustrating if I'd worked my butt off for 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 years for for a company, being fairly, maybe not fairly paid, and then I cannot even um, advance to to a higher a higher level of of, yeah. of of employment, getting a better salary. So, so there, it it would motivate me if I knew that there's a great chance that I can actually advance. Yeah, so. Yeah, do do we have anything else we want to mention about the 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 way into to um, going from 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 house building from education to to um, now to, to to job? Career? No, because I think we've well applying for jobs. I know we've covered that. Uh, we've kind of touched yeah. a little bit about the on how you do the um, on the th- three different avenues, right, of employment here mm-hmm. in Germany if you're German. Um, and then how sort of that looks if you're coming in from abroad. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, I think we touched pretty much what we we were wanting to share about because I think the mini jobs yeah. one of those things where it can be a great benefit for the young student. It could be a great benefit for that uh, mother, you know, who only has mm-hmm. a few hours uh, in yeah. the month. But it can also but. I mean, I also see it as as a potential for abuse, and I think that's why this report that I was reading uh, a while back was talking about how this increase of mini jobs is going to put a, a financial strain on the government because they're the ones that are having to pick up the cost for insurance because the yeah. mini job will not insure you. The employer is the employer is out, you know, on that. They don't have to. They're off the hook. They don't have to pay yeah. for that. So, where's the financial strain going to go? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, but but yeah, there are pros and cons to that setup. The whole the whole mini jobs thing. Um, I would say it it can be if you come from from abroad and 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 you and and, and this is your your chance to get into the German mar- uh, job market. I would say it's 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 worth trying and 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 you you can you can work for like 10 hours a week and 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 kind of work your way into the german work culture it it it, it is a, it is a good way of, of of getting in but if you have a higher degree of education and and um then that probably that would not be the way to to do to do it we should ask our audience to send us a message if they want to know more some more um some more about this. Maybe what we could do is we can set up some interviews with um, some HR managers, you know, different companies of different oh, yeah, industries. That... Yeah. To sort of get their perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we see it from one side and then and, and we see it from the job takers side. But obviously, I've, I'm not working in a, in a big corporate uh, culture. I'm not uh, the HR manager of a big international company. So they would obviously have... Um, various other reasons for for finding um mini jobs a, a a good solution so so there are pros and cons obviously there is obviously yeah we should we should get everyone's side of the story yeah exactly so that was dealing with the germans for f- about um about mini jobs and if you have uh, like philip said any experience any comments any questions uh, find us on twitter on germans podcast And we will be back with another episode about living in Germany and the German culture. Yeah, thanks for everyone's support. Please uh, please subscribe and uh, send us your comments.